Yes, it's Friday the 8th of February 2019 and we've made it to double figures. It's episode 10 of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. How's it going, Rappo? Active, Dave. <laughs> um, I've had a bit of a week of it, mate, with like missed flights, cancelled flights, late flights, and, but I've eventually ended up in Bristol, mate, for the weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, let's crack on because there's lots to talk about today. Uh, let's just, first of all, give you a little flavour of what's on this episode. <laughs> Firstly, the Tro City lads, Cam and Josh, will be with us for our weekly look at our Step 2 club. There's Rappo's Best of the Week. Jack Greenwood from Endron talks about the Senior Cup, but more importantly, what is happening on Saturday to celebrate Kevin Williamson. Rappo has his combination league review before we hear from Paramount's chairman Andy Snapes, who gives his thoughts on things that happened this week with Kaharik being allowed to postpone some games to regroup. We do our weekly predictions. There are games chosen from throughout the Cornish-based Saturday leagues. Lee Gribble, who plays for St Day Reserves, is with us, partly because of our terrible predicting. We have a weekly chat with Phil Hiscock, Secretary of the South West Peninsula League. Phil brings us up to date with the latest restructuring news. While we finish with hearing from one manager aiming to be in the new South West Peninsula League format next season, St Blazy's Matt Hayden. I've been so busy, Rappo, whilst you've been globetrotting from stadium to stadium in the Czech Republic. You, you wouldn't know what I've been up to. It sounds like it, Dave. Yeah, some good interviews there, mate. I was up till uh, one o'clock listening to them last night, mate. Is that in English time or mid-European time? Yeah, yeah, back on the got the hour back, mate. So back on the English time, mate. All right. I must also uh, add that anyone listening to this, please, please give us some feedback uh, and suggestions. We're always uh, happy to tweak things to to give you what you want to hear out there. Um, it'd be nice to hear something from someone, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's uh, crack on. First of all, co-founders of the Twitter account, TCFC Updates, Josh and Cam. We caught up with them this week and uh, really, uh, they brought us up to date with uh, the recent games. A win and a defeat since we last spoke. Eastbourne Borough first. Cam, a worthy win in your eyes? Um, yeah, I think so. I thought we um, dominated the game for the uh, majority of the first half, anyway, um, and the majority of the second. Uh, I think we took the we had a number of chances. I think obviously we, the two goals. I think we took quite well, but we could have had more than what we did. But um, obviously, a problem we've had recently has been defensively, and I thought we dealt with Eastbourne quite well defensively. We looked quite strong, and obviously, make most importantly, a clean sheet. Yeah, I haven't seen too many of those this season. No, and as I said, like obviously that's been a problem that has been leaking goals. But for us, obviously, I think especially after the uh, games against Stockport and Welling and where we're conceding five goals or more, um, 
I think it was important to keep clean sheets, and obviously, well, obviously it is. But um, yeah, I just think it was quite good to have a clean sheet, and as you said, a bit of a rarity. And then the, the same starting eleven for Wealdstone on Tuesday, and in fact the same subs as well, but not the same outcome. Just despite going in front, uh, Cam again Wealdstone left with the three points, and there's mixed feelings there as to whether that was a, a, a the right result or not. Some thought were good enough for a draw some didn't uh, what what were your thoughts well personally um, I've seen obviously Lee Robertson thinks that we dominated the game for the first 60 minutes and I personally don't agree with that I thought that um, Wheelstone were the better team for the first well it was about 20-25 minutes and obviously we weathered the storm I personally think quite well and then we started to create a few chances in the end of the first half and then obviously River Allen made the run got the free kick Tyler scored it brilliantly and um I was just expecting Detroit to like kick on in the second half, but they just didn't. They didn't really. And obviously, there was that whatever little trip and the penalty. And as I think Lee described it, he did change the game really. And as soon as Wheelstone scored, there looked like only one real winner after that. Really good strike for the second. And I just even well, you as you said, you were there in the 90th, like ninety plus minute. Truro didn't really look like they were going to score when they were launching balls into the box. Really, I don't know. Don't know what you think. But I personally, I don't think they did. But um, yeah, just it was just a bit of a changed performance. It didn't really work out. The good, the positive point out of that was what a goal cam that uh, Tyler Harvey scored from that free kick. Yeah, cracking finish. Um, obviously knows where the back of the net is and improved it countless times this season already. But um, and it was an important time for him to score just for half time, put us in the driving seat. But obviously led to nothing. But yeah, good, good for him and. It was just a really good strike, probably a goal of the season contender. After the two games, Josh, uh, where does that leave Truro City in the relegation fight? Um, we're 17th in the table, and I believe we're seven points above the relegation zone. And do you think um, the season's going well enough to stay away from any sorts of relegation or not? Obviously, we had a we had a poor start to the season, so that didn't help. But with the new managers coming in, our results picked up, then they dropped again. Now we're seeming to be back on the up. But Jamie said the team have set themselves a goal of getting four wins, well, at least four wins and four draws from the uh, remaining 14 games. So that would take us up to 46 points, which is enough for safety. So if we if we put together some more wins over this month, then I think we should be safe. That's Jamie Richards, the skipper, you, when you say Jamie, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you do a player of the month, um, a player of the match for every game, or how does that work? Roseworthy Farms gave Ron Ratchford, the chairman of uh, the supporters club, £200 at the start of the season to sponsor the player of the match awards, right. or man of the match awards. Um, and it's only given out when we win, I think. Oh, that right. works. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't realise that. Because I was going to ask you who who got it on um, yeah. on Tuesday night, so there wasn't one. No. Right. Who would you have given it to? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think Jared Livingston was play, playing well the whole game. Obviously, he's, he was carrying an illness. River Allen was good in midfield before he came off with a quad quad injury. Hopefully, that's okay for Saturday. Jamie was good at the back. Just hard to choose. I'd probably go Jamie at the back. He had a solid game. What about the pitch, though? Suffered a little bit. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of people are saying the game wouldn't even be on due to the weather and everything. So the fact it was on, it's fair play to the ground staff and the volunteers. But um, yeah, the pitch has taken quite the uh, hammering, obviously, with the pitch and the mud and everything. But obviously, I think it's got two weeks now until the next one at Tree Road. So hopefully they can get that ready and ready and all prepared for. Billericay on Saturday. Now, I can remember they were the very first opponents this season up at Playmore and they, and, uh, they gave true a bit of a bit of a whipping four nil um mm. josh can we expect something better this time around do you think at the start of the season i wasn't i wasn't really looking forward to going to this game after having just been beaten four nil because at the time they looked unstoppable with the team they had obviously they've run into a bit of a money issue with glenn sampling don't really know what's going on there but i, I think we do have a good chance um interestingly only five of their players that started against us on the opening day kept their starting places in their recent game against Slough, so right. obviously it's a, a look a bit of a different team that faced us, so yeah, I think we we do a, have a chance, yeah. Bit of a weird setup there, isn't it, in the sense that the manager yeah. who was there at the start of the season uh, um, was got rid of, now he's back there again. Yeah, I, I literally looked this up just before I came on the podcast. Um, Howie, Howie Wheeler started off there, start of the season. Got sacked mid midway through about October time, I think, and now he's rejoined 147 days later. <laughs> so, right. managerial merry-go-round. Okay, well, it's that dreaded uh, moment of the of the chat, Cam. I'm going to ask you your thoughts on the results Saturday, Billericay. Um, I always say I'm optimistic. Well, if I'm honest, perhaps you should go the other way. <laughs> yeah, no. Two one Billericay. I don't. I don't like going against my own team. But I'll say. But I'm going to say we're going to lose that two one. Yeah, I, I. I like that reverse psychology. So you're yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. So you're going to win if you see. There you win. go. So happy, happy either way, Dave. If, if I get my prediction right, I'll be good in your eyes. But if, if, <laughs> if the results, if, if I get it wrong, I'm happy because we've won or got a decent result. What are you going to say then, Josh? If you, if you asked me this at the start of the season, I would have said five 0 Billericay the way they're playing. Right. But you put me on a spot here, Dave. I'm going to say two old. Two old. Right, okay. They well. they seem to score a lot, concede a lot, so do we. So it should be an action-packed game. How's their recent form compared to Truro's recent form? <laughs> Last six games, one three, drew one, lost two. That's for um, Bellarecki, obviously. And our last six games, one two, drawn one, lost three. Mm, right, but, yeah. so a bit better. So, But you're the man Not, for the stats. Yeah. I, I always look them up ones, before. Got any, got any interesting, what, interesting ones just to finish off with or not? Ooh, um, I've already given them out. I had the um, Harry Wheeler one and I had the only five Billericay players started against us uh, started in their most recent game. What about the fact that Billericay have got uh, the exact same home record as away record in the, in the sense of wins, draws and defeats? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, seven wins three draws and four losses both home and away that is interesting okay we'll have a safe journey and we'll speak next week your Cornish yep so Josh and Cam two highly committed young lads there as they're uh, packing their bags ready to go to Billericay what a trip that is Rappo what, what do they say half past four five o'clock yeah, fantastic commitment from the lads, mate, isn't it? I mean, that's non-league football at its finest, mate, isn't it? Well, it is actually, because, I mean, I was at the Wheelstone game on Tuesday, and, I mean, it was terrible weather, it rained most of the day, and Wheelstone supporters 
well, I think they outnumbered the truer ones, to be honest, on the on the evening. Yeah, they were down from London, and you, I don't know. You, you have to some extent, you have to question that whether they're they're just mad. Yeah, yeah, I know, mate. You do, don't you? It's unbelievable isn't it? How, how people get an affinity. I remember watching um, Wheelstone at Toro a couple of years ago, David. They had like big blue and white flags and scarves, and you know, the little bit behind the end goal, County all the end goal, mate. They were they was packed in there, mate. There was, I think, there was virtually hundred of them there. It's mad, mate, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. mad. Still. Uh... Not a very. I, I know the weather wasn't very kind, but um, what was the attendance? Two five one. Still very disappointing, isn't it? Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think that the the trial and tribulations of going up to play more this season is sort of uh, worn thin on a few people? Yeah, I think it definitely. Ha- yeah, it has Dave, without a doubt, hasn't it? Really, I mean, sure we're getting sort of regular four hundred plus, weren't they before? And you know, with all the trials and tribulations or whatever you know I think I think it definitely you know City have lost quite a bit of support there mate haven't they definitely although everyone loves the winning side perhaps they need to be winning on a bit more regular basis yeah yeah I mean to be fair mate looking at the table you know they've sort of gone away from that sort of relegation zone now mate haven't they they're looking more towards mid-table than, than down really so you know Lee's done a good job hasn't he and yeah, it'd be nice to see a, a, f- a few more locals back in the club, mate, wouldn't it? You know that, you know we've got a team playing that standard of football. It'd be nice to get behind them a bit. Yeah, sure will. Okay, so better the week. It's uh, time for our weekly look at uh, Rappo's bets from last week, and he gives us uh, some more tips for this coming weekend. Uh, and remember, everyone, only bet if you can afford it. So, Rappo, how did we get on last week? Yeah, disaster last week, Dave. Oh, no. Five yeah, pounds it, down the drain. Yeah, without it. Yeah, bad, bad week. I mean, brilliant week for the bookies last week, Dave. I mean, Juventus drew. They threw away a 3-1 lead. Bayern Munich lost. Dortmund drew. You know, all the all the bankers, as they speak, mate, they all slipped up last week, Dave. So, real good week for the bookies, mate, last week. But, but we're doing all right, Dave. You know, 45 quid put on so far in the nine episodes and... We've won 104, right. so we've still got a nice little £59 profit, though, which right. is... Well, don't spend well it all in Bristol business. tonight, will you? No, mate. <laughs> I ain't going out the door, mate. Looking, I don't know what the weather's like down there, mate, but it's pretty shocking up here, mate. <laughs> it's, it's, I can assure buckets. you it's no better down here. No, I can imagine, mate, can imagine. Um, yeah, I've gone for four this week, David. This, this one's a fiver for 31, 31 Before back. Before we start mate. on this week, did we actually get any right last week? Yeah, I think there was, mate. I, just, um, I think we've got, what did we go for? Went for a five. Um, yeah, you base threw away. Yeah, Chelsea won, mate. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got two out of the five, Dave. Oh, right. Because so, you, you got a bit cocky, really, didn't you, selecting five after your success the previous week? Yeah, I did, mate. I, overambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, mate. Slipped back down to four this week, mate. Oh, right. um, but, yeah, gone for, well, a couple, couple of Premier League games, mate. Uh, Man United at Fulham, um, eight to 13. Fulham have picked up a bit, mate, but I think United, you know, going well at the moment, so... I think we'll nick that one. Um, Arsenal at Huddersfield, mate. I think, you know, Huddersfield are all but 
got on, mate, and they? I think in the Premier League, unfortunately. Um, so Arsenal, they need the points, don't they? For uh, pushing for top four, um, they're eight to thirteen, mate. Basically, both decent odds today, so that's what I've gone for them. And then I've gone for top of the league, Bundesliga, mate. Dortmund, they're at home to Hoffenheimer. They're a good side, mate. Sort of always in the Champions League, and that. I think they're fourth, but they're seven to ten. So I thought that was a good price, mate. And um, Paris Saint-Germain, mate, who obviously are the big guns in France. They're at home. They're one to four against Bordeaux. So, so that's a five a day, and that's thirty-one back. All right. You know who might let us down out of those those four, don't you? Man United, mate. Yes. Not yeah. So, not so sure about that one. No, I know. I, I thought that, mate. I mean, Fulham desperate for the points, aren't they? And you know, Ranieri, good manager, been there, done it, mate. But I don't know, mate. I think we've got too much going forward. I think, mate. Looking at Fulham's defence, I so I've, I've chucked it in, mate. Chucked it in. <laughs> <laughs> you chucked it in, right, OK. Wishful thinking, mate, <laughs> All right. Back of the net. OK, so that's our bet of the week. And um, as I say, we put a fiver on. And uh, let's see next week uh, how we get on. Now, let's move on to uh, our next interview. Jack Greenwood, manager of Wendron. Um, good and bad things happening at Wendron this week in the sense of terrific win against uh, Port Eleven last Saturday in the uh, in the Senior Cup quarter final, then the tragic news of the death of Kevin Williamson, so taken ill so soon after that match result. Um, let's hear from Jack uh, first of all his thoughts on the Senior Cup, but more importantly on how the club are going to celebrate um, with Kevin Williamson. So two reasons for talking to you, Jack. Uh, one is the Senior Cup draw, which presumably you know about. Yes, yeah, we've been watching. I was watching that live earlier. Yeah, so it was um, it's quite exciting for us, and I, I suppose it, it it will be right up until that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to recap: Bournemouth Town versus AFC St. Austell, Wendron United against Saltash United, or Bodmin Town. Those ties are to be played on the fifth and sixth of March. Confirmation of who will get which date um, will be confirmed, and then used to be decided. I guess at this stage, it didn't really matter who it was, did it? No, um, I think from from our point of view, it's it's time we've we've ever got there. Obviously, we're the lowest ranked side. Um, it's it's going to be a great occasion and a great um, a great day for us, regardless. Um, I would have loved to have had Falmouth um, and their management and some of their players as well. Uh, but no, quite frankly, it doesn't matter to us. It's it's going to be a great occasion, regardless. And I mean, and, and Bobman and Saltash are, are two of the best sides in the county. So yeah, we're, we're very pleased. I mean, they're, they're two of the biggest sides in the county. So um, we can't we can't complain. And then if we want to progress, you've got to um, got to beat the better sides, haven't you? So it's not as if there was a, a an easier option for us. The, I, I know Falmouth side well. Um, I know more about St Austell than I do. Bobman or Saltash, but that probably works the other way as well. I doubt Bobman or Saltash know a huge amount about us. No, that's true. Okay, well, that, that's the Senior Cup draw, and obviously that's a day to remember uh, and, and enjoy. But uh, probably more importantly, just wanted to catch up with you, obviously, uh, the tragic news from last weekend of the, of the death of Kevin Williamson. Yeah, I think uh, it's, been a, it's been an incredibly tough week and a very emotional week. I think 
um, it's one thing sort of waking up to news that someone you know and in, in terms of your football circle, someone that, that's so important for the club has, has had a heart attack or has unfortunately passed away. But the circumstances in which it happened in that, I mean, within minutes of walking, well, not even minutes, within a minute of walking into the changing room, as he sometimes did when we got a big win and told the boys that he was... Um, I'll put it politely, but really pleased with their win um, and then said the beers are on me. He walked out of the changing room, walked around the corner and and, and collapsed. And I think uh, that that's it's tragic news regardless. Um, uh, but for, for so many people to have seen him moments before his last sort of um, his last breaths uh, is going to be very hard for a lot of people. Um, it's going to be a. A very difficult day on Saturday and it's going to have affected a lot of people in, in, a, in, a, in lots of ways because it was a very public um, situation that, that a lot of people witnessed but the, the the flip side of that and I spoke to his son Simon at training last night um, and he said he used to fly helicopters in the Navy he said so he would have probably wanted his um, last moments to be at Wendron, a club he absolutely loved. And then he got um, flown by helicopter to, to, to Trelisk. He said, so if you're going to go, that's probably the way he would have, he would have chosen it. So, oh, um, nice it. yeah, so we're, we're trying to put a, we're trying to look on the positives of it. And, and Kevin absolutely loved Wendron and, and, and everything associated with it. And he was such a, such a fantastic asset to the club that he's obviously going to be irreplaceable. What he's done is immeasurable, but um, it, it was it was a it, it, the way we won the performance, the fact that it's Port Eleven, and, and the, the fact that it made Kevin so happy um, is something that we can all be immensely proud of and, and take some comfort from. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know that um, the message has gone out that obviously you're looking forward to uh, a good crowd turning up on Saturday to remember him? Yeah, we we, we we really want to sort of make it a celebration rather than a, a, a mournful day. It's Kevin, for those of you that know him, and um, there's a lot of people that do, would, he, was a, he wasn't the sort to stand around on ceremony. He, he wouldn't want us to be moping around. He wouldn't want a load of fuss. Um, he'll probably be a little bit annoyed with us with the fuss we've come to this week, but he, he would have just wanted us to have played football. And, and when Pete phoned me up on, I think it was Sunday, and said, what do we do about Saturday? And, and it wasn't even a, a question for me. I just said, we've got to play. Kevin would want us to play, and, and there's nothing else to do but, but play. So we're glad we're doing that. We, we obviously want as many people there as possible. I think um, it, it's been um, it's been an eye-opener as to how many people know Kevin and how many people thought so fondly of him by the, by the reaction that social media has had. Um, so we're hopeful of a big crowd and we just hope that people can come and pay their respects, but also just, I think, celebrate and, and what better place to do it than at, at, at Wendron, which is the club that he, he's been so instrumental in building into what it is today. So hopefully it's going to be a, a really good day. And, and oddly, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think a lot of the players are as well. I think everyone's sort of striving to get to Saturday as quickly as possible. Mm, yeah. And Liz Gard, I mean, it's not... Uh... Not going to be easy on the pitch, for sure. No, it's not. I mean, they're a, they're a very good side. I think for the last couple of seasons, they've probably been the best side we've played consistently. Um, we've not done particularly well against them away. Um, we've had some heavier defeats up there. Um, they're a fairly, fairly settled side. They've obviously got a, a very good goal scorer there as well. Um, but we beat Port 11 last week. Um, 
we're we're in good form overall, although we did have that sort of slight little blip um, for, the, for the three games prior to the Port Eleven one. But we're 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 not too phased by it. I think um, the fact it's at home, as I've always said, we 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 always fancy our chances at home, and and it's a it's a cup quarterfinals. The boys uh, obviously won't need any motivation at all um, with, with that, and they didn't need it on 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 Saturday. Just gone. So yes, it'd be a tough game, um, but we're just going to go up there and ask them just to just to give it their their absolute best. And I think if we um, if we play anything like we did on on Saturday, just gone against Port Eleven, then we've got we've got a very good chance. Okay, thanks, Jack. Um, in a funny way um, to say this, but enjoy the day. Yeah, thank you. And as I said to you earlier, I think we I think we will. I think everyone at the clubs looking forward to it and it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a nice way to, to remember Kevin by so thank you Dave I appreciate that you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix so that was Jack uh, he wanted to come on and, and talk to me uh, obviously regarding the, the events that's happened there at Wendron in the past uh, seven days um, first of all Senior Cup Rappo into the last four doesn't really matter who they get does it because um, you know it's a marvellous achievement for the club and it was always going to be difficult whichever name came out of the hat against them yeah that's it Dave I mean yeah fantastic achievement for Wendra mate and Jack I mean brilliant um, I mean like you say Dave they had four of the biggest teams in the county left in the competition didn't they so I know Jack wanted Bournemouth didn't he but whoever they got I mean it's going to be Wendland's Cup final anyway, Dave, isn't it? The semi-final. I think they can go into it and just, you know, with freedom, mate, can they? All the pressure's going to be on Salt Ash at Bodmin, so yeah. they can just go out and enjoy the day, I think, Dave, yeah, they? Yeah, quite right. That's it. And, and obviously sad news about Kevin Williamson. Um, I know he's been such a, a, a man at the front of the, with Peter Thorne down there that the club, um, sort of coming through and, and up to where it is at the moment, both for the cricket club and the football club. So he'll be sorely missed by, by obviously everyone down there. So let's hope they have a, a great day on Saturday and celebrate in a style that he would have liked. Yeah, great, great way for sort of Kev to go out, so to speak, mate. Well, you know, two great results for the club, wasn't it? With, with you know, Wendham beating Port Eleven in the. Senior cup and then the reserves won four two at Penryn as well, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you know, two great wins that would have put a smile on his face, mate. Before, before the tragic events, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, let's uh, move nicely into the combination review with you, then, Rappo. Uh, let's hear about what happened in the combination league last Saturday. Yes, mate. Um, yeah, there was only five games survived last week, Dave. Uh, not sure how many is going to survive this week, but after the six games of the week before, um, there were two league games. Mullion picked up a good point at St Just um, with a 1-1 draw, and Perrinpore thrashed West Cornwall at Pondsmere Valley 10-1 uh, with ace striker Luke Wart scoring four, and fellow frontman Justin Sorrow's top of the Golden boot shorts, which incidentally looked top last season. Uh, he's uh, he moved on to 31 goals for the season. So with his hat trick in the same game, um, yeah. Unfortunately, West Cornwall decided to pull out the pull the first team out of the combo league after last weekend. So we'd just like to wish them or wish the club well for the future. I hope they bounce back in time, day. Um, there was a supplementary cup quarter final where Paramwell made 
surprisingly light work of house tail at Travassic Park, winning 5 0. The outstanding Adam Sally scored twice in that game and set one up as well, Dave. He was brilliant, apparently. So, good lad as well, Adam. Well done, mate. There, there were two League Cup quarterfinals um, last weekend. It took the night 93 minutes to score the only goal of the game to defeat the plucky pending side of the Saltings. Ross Duncan with a clincher there. But the result of the, the day, without a doubt, was Wendron's 4-2 win at Penryn to book a semi-final place. Um, you know, I've already mentioned it, maybe perhaps a fitting result for, for Kevin, mate, when that news came filtering through to us all. So, basically, Dave, from the, the, the short round up this week, Dave, the team of the week has got to be Wendron and the player of the week, uh, Adam Sally, mate, from Paramwell for his... Uh, brilliant performance at Hale. Yeah, that, that Penryn defeat, um, I mean, we had Harry Pope on a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And he sounded fairly up for winning trophies. I mean, I guess he would have been massively disappointed with that one. Big shot, Dave, wasn't it? I, I, I was really surprised when that one came through. They just signed Tyler Cook, you know, Cody's brother as well, mm. from Falmouth. So... You know, combo phones. I think Tyler was at Alston as well for the first team. But yeah. um, but yeah, mate, yeah, but big big surprise, mate. You know, Harry's sort of adding to his squad. He's getting stronger all the time. Never known the cup, Dave. Dear. <laughs> no, yeah. the, be- the beauty of the cup. Right. Okay. That's um, the review. Uh, what have we got coming up this Saturday from the combo? Yeah, one game really, Dave. I think stands out above all, all the rest, mate. And I, and I think it might have a good chance of going on, mate, at, at Ponsmere Valley because the, the pitch obviously drains really well with the sort of sand-based pitch they got there next to the beach. But um, it's uh, the cut, league cut the eight one outstanding league cut quarter final left between Power and Portland St Day, which is at in it. Well, it's actually a, a rematch of last season's final, which St Day won, didn't they? Mm, that's right. We, so, we'll, we'll touch on that game in the predictions a, a little bit yeah. later. You, you mentioned West Cornwall dropping out. They haven't been in the combo that long, have they? No, mate. It is, it is a shame, mate. You know, they, they've worked hard to get where they are, West Cornwall. You know, progressive club and steadily come up through the leagues over the years and got some really good coaches there and well-run club. But as we've been saying for weeks, Dave, I just think it's a case of maybe not enough players mate you know to I mean obviously the club's still going to keep the reserve team which will become the only team now and the only league I presume but it's just a shame mate isn't it that you know there's an, another club sort of fallen by the wayside mm. OK so that was West Cornwall now also during the week the the league has decided to give Ka- a Kaharik uh, a little bit of leeway in the sense of uh, they've been able to postpone their next few games Andy Snapes from Paramwell, chairman of Paramwell, uh, has been quite vociferous on social media about the situation. So I thought, let's have a chat with him a moment. You know, I, I, I totally support the decision to, you know, to give Kaharik this breathing space to regroup. I think it's the right thing to do. I think, you know, it's a struggle enough as it is for clubs at the moment. And, and, and we certainly don't want to lose another one. We've lost West Cornwall this week. Mm. Um, but I think in taking that decision... 
you know, I don't think the league has thought through the ramifications in terms of the impact, you know, for the wider clubs, particularly for those who've only maybe played Carrick once or haven't played them at all, like our situation. Um, we were due to play them twice over the next three weeks. And, um, you know, no disrespect to Carrick, but I guess, you know, there would be an assumption that we would probably have achieved the points from that. Um, we're now in a situation where if it's left as it is, you know, we, we will play Carrick, you know, assuming they get things together and we hope that they do some point at the end of the season when, you know, we don't know what the strength of their team will be. We don't know what the strength of our team will be, you know, and we're in a situation with the league, as everybody knows this year, where, uh, you know, the points per games ratio is important for clubs. who have got aspirations to go to the St. Piran's league. And, uh, I, I think I think the league should have considered that and should have said, well, you know, we're in terms of this downtime window to allow them to regroup teams who were due to play them in that time should either have been given the points, you know, as Penryn were when when Carrick couldn't raise a side earlier in the season, yeah. or or perhaps because of the exceptional circumstances of this downtime window, they should be saying, well maybe we, we, we look at it across the league and say, you know, if we hadn't given Carrick this window, they probably would have folded, in which case teams would have lost points and the goals for those who've already played them. Mm. So to take it back to a level playing field, you know, we do that. And if, if, if Carrick do come back or willing, you know, the rest of their games for the season are played as a friendly. You know, I, I know that's unorthodox, but we are in an unorthodox situation. Um, you know, in terms of the decision that has been made. Yeah, it is quite unprecedented, isn't it? That um, Yeah. The, in fact, I, I don't think I've ever heard of it anywhere before, to be honest, um, let alone these days when clubs, all clubs, you know, are struggling to some extent. So would your concern have been there, though, if you'd already played them twice? Um, I, I think you've got the concern because the situation of the league, you know, I mean... People will say, well, you would think that because you haven't played them twice. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think for any club in any position in that league, if they were due to play Carrick over the next three weeks, they would have had those concerns. And I think, you know, anybody looking at it dispassionately would say, well, I, I can understand teams, you know, having that concern. Um, Presumably you've, you've been to the league and had a chat with them, have you, to see if, you know, yeah, we, ha we, we have written to the league with our concerns and asked them to consider the position. Yeah. Have you heard anything yet? No, we haven't heard anything back. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly not as close as play today, no. Because, I mean, I mean, I guess something like this really, should it have gone to a sort of EGM sort of status and before the, well, the league? Well, again, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking anecdotally. So, you know, as I understand it, the decision wasn't even taken by the full league committee. Right. So, but as I say, that that's you know what I've heard anecdotally. Yeah. So, okay. So, the other question, I guess, is are Kaharik? Uh, I mean, the state that local football seems to be getting into at the moment, are Kaharik likely to regroup that well anyway? I suppose. I mean, we don't know the answer to that, but uh, um, I mean, the players just don't seem to be around these days, do they? No. I mean, you know. 
I really hope they can. And maybe with the, you know, maybe with the demise of West Cornwall, I don't know, maybe there's a few players around, you know, there's talk of three milestone going there, who knows? And, you know, I think this is going to be one of the challenges with the St. Piran's League as well. I don't think that's going to do anything um, to strengthen the situation, potentially with the amount of travelling that there's going to be with that new league. Mm. But you know, we obviously we you know we wait to see the teams who get in there, but um, you know it's certainly going to, you know, be an additional stress for clubs next season. Yeah, interesting you say that because you're one of the clubs that have expressed an interest to join, yeah. haven't you? So, are, yeah, we are have. you going ahead with the application to join? Yes, we will. So yeah. that's going to impair on your sort of finances and and everything next season. So it's a big step, isn't it, for clubs like yourselves? It, 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 it is a big step. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we wait to see if we get into it and, and wait to see what other teams might do. And, 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 you know, I guess then there will be a final decision in terms of that impact of travelling, but maybe it's going to be five or six significant, you know, away games a season. Mm. Um, and having talked to all the boys in the team, they're 100% behind the club in, in, in going for that situation, which I'm sure is the same for, for other clubs that are going, you know, hoping to go into that league. Um, but I do think it is an added pressure at a time when, as you say, you know, there are a lot of clubs who are struggling and to have that additional burden of, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half each way is travelling is, is not going to help ease that for clubs. Mm. OK, so interesting times ahead. So um, certainly uh, you were due to play Carrick twice. So what, what are you going to be doing fixture wise in place of those postponements? Can you rearrange games or is it too late or aren't there? clubs available to play anyway well this 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 weekend we've been refixed against st just i'm not sure what the situation is beyond that in terms of the other game right um i mean i guess with with effectively the demise of of, of west cornwall you know there will be another team somewhere that hasn't got a game mm. so I, I guess it will get rescheduled in terms of um you know the fixtures as they fall out over the next two or three weeks okay well I wish you and the league and Kaharik and everyone uh, that, uh, you know, the position doesn't certainly get any worse. And uh, thanks for coming on, Andy. Yeah, well, no worries. I mean, likewise, you know, th this is nothing against Kaharik. And I want to make that really clear. You know, there's taken a bit of stick on the forum and places for it. But, you know, we genuinely wish Kaharik all the best. And, uh, you know, Richard, I think, can only be admired for what he's trying to achieve down there and getting the club back up and running. And, uh, you know, we wish him all the best with it. Your Cornish Andy Stapes, the chairman of Paranwell, talking about the uh, decision by the league to allow Carrick some leeway, some regrouping time, really. It, it's a strange one, Rapper, isn't it? In the sense that it's set a precedent now. Clubs that are struggling, I could see the good side of it in the sense that, you know, we don't want another club or another team dropping out of the league. And especially this season when a lot of clubs don't actually know what's going to happen to them because of the restructuring next season, which is going to affect the combo because of the new Step 7. So will it give Kaharik that extra time, though? I'm not so sure three games is going to be enough for them to get many new players anyway. No, I agree, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's only a, a three-week window, isn't it, so to speak? So, yeah, it's not a lot of time, is it, to sort of regroup and... Get to, I mean, although Richard works really hard for the club, I mean, but there's some fair points from Andy, mate, and, and others, I think, on the forum. But um, I don't know, mate. I think he's one of them ones we have to agree to disagree, won't we? It, like you said, it, it might have set a bit of a precedent. That's the only thing. But, but I've got a soft spot for Crow. You know, I used to hear the club news 
every day, you know, for my old friend Billy Chain every morning at work. And it's been a really difficult season for them with the mm-hmm. loss of Billy and but obviously all the team leaving last summer for Penrith, so of a mass exodus really. So hopefully this little sort of three weeks will just help Richard and the club to just have a bit of breathing space and maybe try and sign half a dozen players or something, Dave. Do you think, though, that there isn't a lot of sympathy for Kaharit because of what they did? Uh, you know, they brought brought in Harry Pope from Three Milestone, who brought along, you know, quite a few players from that club. Um, now those players and Harry have, have gone elsewhere. So do you think there's not a lot of sympathy elsewhere for Kaharit? Yeah, possibly, mate. You know, you know, they've gone from sort of winning the... Eagley Cup and Combo Cup travel, and then the the title the following season and that, and to to really struggling on minus points, aren't they? So yeah, I, I can you know I can see a lot of people's view with that, but my own personal view is that you know I, I'm a I've got a soft spot for Clarick, so you know I, I'm sort of tending to agree. I think is that to be honest, it's a nice thing from the league, really. I mean, I think they've looked at it and. Maybe it's a forward-thinking thing, Dave. I don't know, mate. You know, with all the clubs disbanding and all, mate. I know we said we set, we set a precedent, but it might be a thing in the future that obviously might be able to help other clubs as well, maybe to stop this sort of, you know, clubs folding. Mm. And also, Andy touched on the fact, Parwell uh, applying for the Step 7 uh, new league. Uh, I think we're going to have more to talk about that in weeks to come. Um, so we'll move on to our next uh, slot, the predictions. Um, no doubt we will be talking about the Step 7 League uh, as it sort of um, comes to the fore. But uh, predictions, Rappo. Yeah. How did we do last week on this? Uh, we didn't have a chance, Dave. Last <laughs> week, we three of the five games were off, mate. Oh, so, oh yeah. Good excuse. Yeah, we, yeah, good excuse. I mean, after... After nine episodes, Dave is still slightly just three-two to me, mate. Oof, but right. which, um, yeah, which ain't great after nine shows, really, mate, is it? For two wow. football experts like ourselves, mate. <laughs> just goes to show how tricky it is to get the exact <laughs> correct scoreline. Yeah, we do tend to get the result right, mate. To be fair, I mean, most of the time we do get the right team, but obviously not the St. Day. A logging game a few weeks ago, which we're about awfully late, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flea in our ear, mate, didn't he, with that one? Yes, but, yeah. but, um, but no, yeah, we tend to get it right. But like you say, mate, it is difficult to get that correct score, isn't it? All right, well, let's see how we get on this week. Uh, let's start. We've got, what have we got? We've got um, five games throughout yeah. the leagues. Um, we try and share it around a little bit. Um, let's start with the Southwest Peninsula League Premier Division. Torpoint Athletic against Falmouth Town. Um, you went first last week, I think, Rappo, so I'll lead the way this week. Um, yeah, I mean, this is actually a tricky one because Torpoint are doing quite well at the moment. Four wins in their last six games. Falmouth doing well in the Cups. Um, they've, they've come back to it in the league as well. I'm going to go for a draw. And I'm going to pinch your Desmond Tutu. Well, you've nicked me Desmond, mate. <laughs> um, I've actually got one this week, Dave, so I'm glad you got a mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, mate. I mean, it's 6-8, isn't it? And, you know, 12.0 is a difficult game at the mill. Always a difficult game, Dave. Um, 
like you said, it's going well as well to a point that I, I obviously, you know, I'm a former fan, Dave, and I said, I'm just going to go for Chain to nick it 2-1, mate, in a, in a really tight game. Yeah, right, OK. Right, moving on to the Mortgage Advice Bureau, East Cornwall Premier League Division 1. Take a breath. New key against St. Member. Yeah. Well, St. Member, one of them clubs, mate, you know, are, are uh, on the up, aren't they, mate? You know, they've done really well over the last few years and lovely set-up up there as well. I popped up there last year to watch a game, mate. And obviously, New key, you know, reserves sort of had to come out of the combo, didn't they, and go into the East Cornwall. Not really sort of worked out for them too well at the minute, um, next to bottom, so... Couldn't get aside last week. Well, not actually, really. no, that might not be true. It's uh, varying between they couldn't get aside to go to Mormonstow, was it, they were playing last week? Couldn't get yeah. aside. And also there was a suggestion that the pitch wasn't, or they they couldn't have made it anyway because of the snowy conditions, whatever. But but yeah. I don't think they're flush with players. No, they did get it really bad at Nuki, actually. David Snow, my daughter, was working in a school out there, I mean, she was... She was stuck there for a little while. They had it really bad at Nuki, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I, it's a shame, isn't it, for a club like Nuki, Dave, that mm. you know, struggling. I mean, I played for Nuki reserves myself, like when I was a kid, mate. You know, my first sort of sort of regular senior football under Ian Cora, and we had a cracking team, like. But it's a shame. I don't know, Dave. In regards to the match, mate, I I can only see some member winning. So I'll go. Looking at the Nuki on a minus 34 from 11 games, though. So I'm going to go 4 1 St. Member, mate. All oh, right, 4 1 St. Member. I've actually gone yeah. 3 0 St. Member. 3 0. Yeah. I think St. Member, as you said, are the team more in form at the moment. And yeah. uh, I know Nuki are at home, but who knows what they might have um, turning out for them. Right. Yeah. Now, we mentioned it in your combination preview. Paramport against today in the Combination League Cup uh, rematch of last season's final. St. Day won that one. And I'll tell you what, both these sides are in cracking form at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They've goals galore, isn't it, mate? You know, you, you know, brilliant strike. I mean, there's goals, not just the strikers, really, mate. There's goals all over the pitch, you know, from both teams, isn't there? So I can only see a, another cracking game, really. I, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for Paramport. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go man. for Paramport eight, St. Day nine. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was a game of watch, right? <laughs> no, seriously though, I think it is going to be a St. Day win. That's going to surprise a few people. Me predicting St. Day to win, but um, three-two St. Day. Oh, I've gone the other way around, mate. <laughs> I've gone three-two Paramport, mate. You know, it's a tough one, this one, mate. I've got some good mates on both teams today, so I'm going to get abuse, mate, whatever. <laughs> um, whatever. But but sorry to Rob Oskin, mate. <laughs> sorry, Rob, I'm just going to go for Luke's uh, parent force, mate. Uh, um, yeah, 3-2, mate. Just a bit of revenge for the cup final last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trelawney Premier, Mosel against Mornan. That's a good one, Dave, isn't it? Um, picked a good game out of there, mate. What's the last... Third v fourth or fourth v third, mate. Yeah, and one, again, one, one, again, two yeah. informed sides. Yeah, one point separating them. See, Pam, we've beat Mosel six four. <laughs> yes, I, think, I know. Ten goals. 
What a that was one of our prediction games, wasn't it? I, I, don't, yeah. I mean, who's going to predict 6 4? Exactly, mate. Exactly. You just wouldn't. <laughs> you just wouldn't, mate. It would be crazy. You know, especially Trelawney Premier League. You know, that's a decent standard of football, mate, isn't it? You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, you know. But that's why we love it, mate, isn't it? That's why we love it. But Come on, I then. don't know, but I, I might go for more than, mate. Just, you know, me. Me a few old mates like you take a form and a bit of experience in that teammate. I'll go three. I'll go three two morning though away right. win. Three two morning away. Yeah. Well, I mean certainly they're they're on the slightly better form at the moment, current form. Well, they may as well have won a lot of their recent games. Yeah, you could be right there. Um, what did you say? Three two. Three two morning. Yeah. I'm going to go two nil morning. Now, okay, and the uh, last one, Dutchie League Division Three. Now, in my old days when I was a Dobbles player, this was classified yeah. as a local derby. Dobbles against Pensilva. Oh, yeah. um, Pensilva top of the league, Dobbles fourth, but um, Dobbles seem to be on a good run of form at the moment. It's got to be Dobbles to win two-one. Two one doubles. I've gone four two Penfield though. Okay. I think there'll be goals, like you say, two good teams at the minute and and they're top of the league, mate, so by a point. So they'll they'll want to stay there, mate, won't they? Paul yeah. Perro got games on hand, don't they, on them, so Yes, Paul Perro look, yeah, look the stronger side in that in that division. But yeah. uh, all right, so you've gone for uh Pensilva, I've gone for doubles. That's predictions. Now, I had contact with Lee Gribble during the week. Uh, he wanted to pick us up on the predictions, Rappo. Can you imagine <laughs> someone querying our predictions? No, mate. Insulted. Exactly. Here's Lee Gribble. Um, obviously, we're at Scent Day, we've just obviously had Tony Evans pass oh, yeah, away. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, all of the, um, from Dave Searle committee, first team to the youth, want to thank Tony for his 52 years, what he'd done for the club. Obviously, from a building at St. Day to the facilities they got now. Obviously, his funeral's on Monday. But then, obviously, the news of Kevin, which um, caught me a bit because um, he was a great help to me when I was at Wendron. He gave me a lot of confidence after my injury when I left Hale to join Wendron. So, a big thank you from me. And, you know, on my thoughts are with his family and the Wendron family. Obviously, sent day as well. Yeah, so that's sad news when I read that on um, Monday. So you mentioned injury. I mean, there's a lot of us that don't know too much about you, Lee. Um, <coughs> let's start with what clubs you've been involved with. Uh, started off at Luggan. My first memory of uh, ra- the famous Rappo. <laughs> I was uh, try, not, try not to mention him too many times. Yeah, no, yeah. My first memory of him. Oh wow, I was on the bench at Luggan. Uh, away to Falmouth, I think Falmouth first team had no game, and obviously I was new on the scene. And you see this guy score from like three yards out, but celebrate like it's the World Cup final, <laughs> running into the stand, you know. But because he loved to play football so much, you understand it now. He loved to play football so much, and he loved to score goals. Let's make no doubt about that. Yeah. And what what a player? We're um, talking about you. We're talking about you, not rapper. Yeah, I know. But I, I got. <laughs> Got put out there. Obviously, I had the pleasure. I got to play with him at Hale, uh, but first of all, I went 
from 11 to fourth 11 with Kev Richards, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Pasco. Then I was told by uh, Malcolm Pooley that if I wanted to know as a good player, I'd go out with the Quinnies at uh, Hale. Right. Um, managed by Perry Bullock at the time. Played there a couple of seasons, then I got a, um, an injury, a head injury against uh, Holmans. Got rushed to hospital, and obviously I didn't know nothing about it because I was knocked out. But then at the same time, I did my back at the same time. So I was out for like quite a bit of that season. I couldn't, I couldn't get fit. I couldn't get a run of games to get fit. So I made the decision to leave Hale and go to Wendron. And, you know, as I said before, Steve Weber, Kev, you know, got my confidence back playing well again. Then went back to St. Day. I forgot to mention that. Sorry, I started there when I was young, 13. 14, I started at St. Day. Went back to St. Day. Um, had a brief spell at Truro City under Gary Pascoe. And then back to St. Day. That's, that's me. So you've uh, played for quite a few managers in your time. Mm. Uh, are you just no, Are you just a player at St. Day? or? Well, so I played for the first team last year. We won the Cup double. But with my job, I was away the beginning part of this season. So I was meant to be away till December. But come back early um, October. Come back first game for the first team. But because I've, I've got a lot of work on and stuff like that, I said I'd play for the seconds, which I found really enjoyable, actually, because we've got some serious youngsters coming through. Well, I was going to say that that's partly why we're talking, isn't it? Because I mentioned, uh, I put out a, I mentioned about the the podcasts coming out, and uh, yeah. you you put on Facebook have faith in the youngsters in the St. Dave's second team. Yeah, yeah, mainly Dave because uh, <laughs> um, yourself and Rappo said about a Luggin beating uh, St. Dave four five one a few weeks ago. Yeah, last last I, week um, I think it was. <laughs> so uh, at that time, uh, the first team was short, and the second team obviously had to, well myself, Jack Murphy. Um, Tyler Buckley one or two others had to go with the first team so the seconds were depleted no back line and to have a result against like uh, an Luggan side like that you know under the management of Neil Jeffries who is a top coach shall I say you know what I mean he knows his stuff yeah. and they still got players like Simon Ellis in their ranks you know they're a good team you know they're going to be there pushing for that league but yeah. these youngsters these youngsters Played out their skin, you know what I mean? Very good players. Yeah, that was two weeks ago, actually. I just looked. But, uh, yeah, OK, we get predictions wrong occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our strong point, as as you probably know. But, um, yeah, so is it a blend of youngsters with a bit of experience? Or, or you know, can you put, you know, well, what's that famous quote? You can't win anything with a with a team of kids or whatever it was, United? Uh, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah, that's what they say, isn't it? So, um, so what sort of you know? If we had to mention a few names, you only mentioned a couple, but who, who are the players that we've got to be looking out for in years to come? Do you reckon that are at Sunday at the moment? At Sunday? Yeah. I'll start off with um, Alan Buckley's boys, Sam and Tyler. Obviously, Sam's had a few games for the first team, already banging in the goals for both teams, playing well at the minute. I must say, Tyler solid at the back and then you got the two twins Bailey and uh, Taylor in midfield 
very good players, these two. Um, I think all four of these are going to go far. But um, you've also got Blaze, who we've not seen much of at the minute. He's still playing for under-16s, I believe. Oh. He's had a few outings for the seconds and the first team. And these are the players that, you know, we need to look out for. We've already got Ben, who is the goalkeeper. He's gone up to the first team, obviously, with the injury with um, Craig Clinton. Get well, Craig, by the way, and doing well. But we've got more youngsters coming through next year that I've promised are very good from the likes of Nathan Taylor and Mark Lear. Uh, and these are all sort of results, uh, products of the the youth setup there at St. Day, I take it, because you got it's a massive setup, a massive club, isn't it, as far as numbers go? Growing, Dave. It's growing. At the moment, I think, you know, a few years ago, under other, ma- other managements, obviously, they was going for the title with a lug-in. And obviously, it wiped out our team there where the manager left. Um, and I think the club had to start again, restructure. And I think they have restructured right. And now you've seen these youngsters come through. It's going to be good for the future of St. Day, I believe. But I think there's going to be a lot of clubs after these players, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Anyone listening now might yeah, yeah. be uh, keeping a check on the names. Uh, yeah, not yet, though, right? <laughs> they're, at, they're at the right club, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously the facilities are going to grow at St. Day as well. You know, good good youth set up there under the guidance of Mark Lear, who, in my opinion, is the best signing St. Day have made, in my opinion. Because he come in, first of all, to uh, relay the pitch, you know, sort yeah. the pitch out, hand it over to Dave Searle, and then he's obviously been involved with the youth team. And obviously that's been growing over the last few years. So that's my view on that. Okay. And uh, to sign off, I mean, we, we're talking about predictions just now. Who do you reckon is going to win the Premier Division of the Trelawney League? Well, Dave, if I'm being honest, because I missed the first part of the season because I was away. I lug in Penworth are going to be up there. Campbell and School of Mines, who we got Saturday, yeah. probably have given us the toughest game, if I'm being honest. So far, then again, we had to play on the second pitch. I think when we play at home on the main pitch, we're going to be hard to beat, if I'll be honest, because the youngsters' pace and movement. Um, but I think it's going to be between those two, lugging and Penwith, if I'm being honest. You okay. know, lugging a serious um, serious side there, and obviously Penwith have got some good players in their ranks as well. And, and like I said, it's a new league for me, so obviously I've been playing combo for so so many years, so it's new for me as well, if you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you've probably got wind of what's happened this week in the Combination League with um, West Cornwall pulling out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know the reason why they put, you know what I mean? I've, I think it's just, I've, just down to shortage of players, basically. They can't get a team every Saturday for the first team. So, yeah. Well, you know, I feel, I feel feel for that, you know what I mean? But like, like I said, um, it's tough, tough keeping these players, you know, because there's other things they're interested in now, you know, it's keeping the you? players happy. How old are you? I'm, I'm 40 now, Dave. 40? 20, 21, if you've. <laughs> but, so, but you never thought twice about playing football, did you? No, I wanted to, well, saying that, when I returned from my work in October, obviously the first team players know how I, how I operate. But I turned up first game with all these youngsters and my first thing was, I've come here to win. And that's, you know, that's what I've always wanted to do, go play football with your mates and win. There's no better feeling for me. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right, so good to hear from Lee there. And as as we say every week, anyone else who wants to talk about football and talk on the Rapper and Deeks podcast about it, feel free to get in touch. Uh, Lee did so, and uh, there he was. Um, 
He's been around the scene a bit, Rappo, isn't he? Yeah, I've got good memories of Lee, actually. Dave, I, I first played with him when, when he was at Ale, well, actually, it, mate. It, well, he, young. Is, he is part of your fan club, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Bless him, mate. Yeah, good, good lad, mate. Unfortunately, I was pretty old when I played with him. I was at the end of my career. He was at the other end of it, really. But I think 11 years difference between us. But, but yeah, he was a great young player, mate. They were, you know, full of energy, good on the ball. But he, he, like you said, you know, he got really unlucky with his injury at a bad time, Dave. You know, he was he was flying, you know, as a player, and then he, I think that injury set him back quite a few months, and you know, not sure he sort of got back to his his sort of self. You know, it took him a while to get back back to it. But I can't remember the goal he described though, Dave. It's one of the many ones I've forgot, mate. Yeah, I can't but remember that one. I, I can picture you running towards the stand though. I don't know if there'd be anyone there, though, mate. We're there in a combo game. <laughs> well, would that have mattered for you, though? Nah, not really, Dave. You know me, mate. Goal to goal. It might not have been in the box net, but it was still a goal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. OK, so uh, that was Lee Gribble. And uh, like I said, you know, please get in touch with us if you want to talk about the game. Phil Hiscox, South West Peninsula League Secretary. Uh, he's with us every week. Um and a lot to talk about the restructuring this week, so uh, let's hear from Phil. What have we got to talk about this week, then, Mr. H? Well, a bit of wet weather and a bit of um, bit of restructuring news. Oh, so much the same then. <laughs> well, I suppose so. I suppose so. Uh, first, just of all, on... first of all, can we can we mention about last weekend? I mean, yeah. the weather obviously it turned a little bit worse I think than, than certainly I thought down this way there was no mention of snow down here but uh, we had it um, yeah it was a, was it the worst Saturday of the season so far or not? I, I think there, there was one mid-December that was similar I mean I was in some ways quite fortunate that eight games got played I mean I noticed that the Western League only had one the Hellenic League had none yeah. um, and of the eight games that were played three of the four Cornwall Senior Cup games got played which um, I think, as I said last week, the, the good thing about those being played is it, it's, it helps to sort of not interfere with other clubs' fixtures in coming weeks. Mm, so it was good that, you know, three it teams... Could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I got a game. I went to um, Brixham versus Walden, which was, was not my choice where I was intending right. going, but I hadn't been there this season. So, right. so it was, you know, it wasn't a complete waste. And whilst we're talking about Cups... Now, this Saturday, we've got the Devon, Devon Premier Cup, isn't it? There are a couple Correct, of games yep. in that. How does that, uh, what does that sort of compare to in the Cornwall setup? Right, the, the difference in, between Cornwall and Devon in the County Cups, in, in Cornwall, you have the Cornwall Senior Cup as, as obviously the main cup, mm. but for some reason, or for, I suppose, well, not, we know what the reason is, Truro City don't enter it, but all, all the other sort of first teams in the senior leagues enter the Cornwall Senior Cup. Uh, now, in Devon, because you've got your sort of Tiverton's, Exeter's, Torquay's, Plymouth's, that sort of clubs, they split their two main county cups into the Devon St. Luke's, which is a midweek competition for step six and above, uh, and the Devon Premier Cup, which is the main Saturday competition for step seven and below. So your Holsworthy's, Plymstock's, uh, and all the East Division sides, their main county cup is the Devon Premier Cup. And that's... Interesting, you said there the, the word Saturday. That is a Saturday Cup. That is a Saturday Cup because that is 
the, the main county cup competition, but like I say, they, it's targeted for step seven and below. So no lights, presumably. Well, yeah, I mean, you get the odd club, like an Elmore have yeah. got lights, but, but the majority of entrants in it would not have lights. Righty ho, so that's uh, that covered off. Um, now, before we also talk about presumably restructuring, uh, sad news from Wendron this uh, this week with the news. Yeah, Williamson. Uh, dread, dreadful news. Dreadful news. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I met Kevin several several times over the years, and and as a secretary, always doing correspondence, always a very polite, um, considerate man, uh, a true gentleman. Uh, and I, I was uh, we was really really upset to, to hear the news on Sunday. Yes, it's very sad. Uh, and obviously condolences to everyone down here at Wendron. And I know they're they're Sunday night in Stole by sounds of it this coming Saturday. So uh, those people yes. that could get along there do so. I would suggest. Yes, I, I think that'd be, yeah, a nice fitting tribute for him. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because I'd nominated. Um, uh, Wendron United for the, the fine win over Port Lebanon in the Senior Cup for Team of the Day, or sorry, Team of the Week last week uh, on Saturday evening. And um, of course, then you had the news on Sunday. So I, I think it was again fairly fitting that uh, Wendron, by by the end of the, the poll there, were clear winners of that as well. Actually, that was a good result, nevertheless. It, well, there was nothing wrong with the yeah, nomination. They, they had every chance of, of winning it anyway, yeah, but I think with what with the events between, say, being nominated on Saturday night and um, what happened on Sunday, um, it, it certainly sort of yeah, was a bit of a fitting tribute to that as well. That's right. Okay, restructuring now. I think you went to a meeting this week, didn't you? Yes, a big meeting on Wednesday lunchtime uh, with uh, Ray Lewis, who's the FA League's chairman, um, and Lawrence Jones is the FA League's manager. Um, I always say about Ray Lewis, just one little sort of off the record, not off the record. Um, <laughs> off the record, uh, you're talking to thousands. Yeah, I'm talking, <laughs> not off the record, it's not off the record. <laughs> off the cuff, off the cuff comment. Uh, Ray Lewis, he's, he's uh, now known as sort of one of the FA Blazers and chairman of the League's committee, but uh, always an interesting chap to talk to. He, he was a former Football League referee, and his, I won't say claim to fame, more claim to infamy, is he was the referee at Hillsborough on oh. that fatal day. Oh, Which is a really interesting to, to chat to him about that. And, and he was kept on for the the game when it was played a week or so later. Right, I, got, yeah. I bet he's got yeah. some memories of so it. A very that. interesting gentleman. Yeah. Um, right, so yes, so we had the meeting. Um, this obviously followed up from the ones that the, the FA had had with uh, the county FAs regarding Step 7. This was the main one for Step 6. And we basically confirmed, uh, and we can now make it public, or we will make it public in the next day or so, um, that everything is all systems go for two Step 6 divisions of up to 20 teams. Uh, uh, and we're still using the working titles of Peninsula Premier East and Peninsula Premier West. Um, and I will be issuing... Um, certainly by the time uh, this is, this is, the podcast is out, that the, the, the team names will be known, uh, all the teams that have expressed an interest uh, and the priority groups for them. Um, there's one or two little surprises, but not nothing major. Um, I think perhaps the, the big surprise is, will be that Plymouth Argyle Reserves have decided to play at Step 7 only, and I believe are moving back to a facility in Plymouth to play their games um, that wouldn't necessarily comply with Step 6. 
Um, so they're not going, going, but they, they won't be part of the, yeah. the so peninsula be set up. Step yeah, they'll be in the sort of south and west division of, of Step 7. Yeah. And one other Flubbit <coughs> club from the region has decided not to apply, and that was Budby Salterton, who, who, to be fair, are only one off the bottom in Division 1 East. Right. Uh, and they've decided to, to play below Step 7. They've not even applied to join... The, the league there, they, I think they take the view that two of the last three years they've probably been due for relegation anyway. Uh, so they're almost taking a voluntary relegation. Well, they're sort of, well, regrouping to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that leaves all the other Premier Division teams. Um, so that there are 18 of those in Priority Group 1. Uh, there are all the floodlit clubs, with the exception of Budley Solderton, uh, from East and West Divisions applied. So that's um, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 of those. Uh, so that gives you sort of 32, which is obviously your working group. Uh, and then we've got two other priority groups. Priority Group 3 is the ones that are in East and West but haven't actually physically got floodlights at the moment. Um, and they are sort of sub-split at the moment into two sections. You've got the ones that have already got planning permission. Clubs like uh, Wendron and Mausel, Stoke Gabriel, they've already got planning permission. Uh, and then there are other clubs who are seeking planning permission. Uh, and it depends really whether they've got them by March the 31st. And um, I, I would include clubs like Brixham and Dobbles in that section. Uh, and then perhaps the only other surprise is the FA have allowed a priority group for, this is clubs that is that are not in the Peninsula League at the moment. Uh, there were quite a few clubs below the Peninsula League who had applied for Step 6, uh, and at the meeting yesterday we decided to discount any that weren't in the top division of their local leagues. Uh, we, we did have some clubs fairly low down the pecking order with, with quite ambitious plans, I suppose, uh, but we restricted it to teams only in the top divisions of the local leagues and only teams that have floodlights in place. Um, so in actual fact, there are we, we whittled it down to two that, uh, in effect, would take spare spaces if clubs don't get planning permission for lights. And those are Dartmouth, who of course used to be in the Peninsula League, and Torrington, who've never played in in our league, but of course have in the past played in the Western League. Yeah, yeah, and the South I played up there many years ago. But, uh, right, okay, so <clears throat> lots of uh, things to take in there, and uh, obviously people will get a, a better idea by reading the press releases that yeah, are and yeah. available um, when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. I've got a question regarding next season. Um, champions of, division, uh, of the West Division, champions of the East Division, will they play off against each other? We haven't formally decided to have that. We'll have to. So how we'll do have we to know who is the best team in the South? Yes, I, mean, it, 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 I think the answer is yes. They will play off against each other. The only question we have to decide is: is it a championship game at the end of the season, well, a sort of secondary cup final, as it were? Yeah. Or is it the charity bowl at the start of the next season? Yes, because I was thinking about this, because obviously at the moment you have this charity bowl, which yeah. is the champions of the previous season. Yeah. But that won't really decide. No, it won't be quite the same. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll still have a charity day this coming summer. Yeah. Um, <clears> but, yeah, I mean, 
it may well be. Uh, the, the only thing I would say is that you wouldn't have both. No. So if you need it for a charity day, do you perhaps have um, a playoff game, which is also the annual fundraiser for the, charity, for the Benevolent Fund? Um, that's a possibility. Do, but, uh, but that's for you guys to think about. Right, OK, yeah. so watch your space on that one. Um, where are you off to this Saturday, then? Um, well, can, can we just go back to restructuring? Yeah. Are you happy with the way things are developing on the restructuring? Yes, pretty well. Pretty well. I mean, the one dragging point, obviously, is, is the fact that you can't sort of confirm and say, well, you know, this team will be in there and that team will be in there, and that's where the line exactly will be, because I am waiting on, like, say, clubs waiting to get their planning permission and have their ground visits, and you know, the, I can understand the FA given a deadline of March the 31st. Um, some clubs, obviously, would probably want longer than that. In some ways, for for be getting it all sorted I'd want it earlier than that but that's after date we've got to work with um, so basically come the 1st of April yeah we will have it aligned yeah so yeah. a practical example is Dobbles yeah. they have uh, and I've seen the paperwork for it submitted a planning application to Cornwall Council for the installation of floodlights and Cornwall Council's correspondence back confirming when it's due to be dealt with gives a deadline date of March the 27th so I can't include or exclude doubles mm. until the Cornwall Council have basically said, yes, you have, or no, you haven't got final permission for lights. Mm. Uh, and that might be the difference between Cornwall having one short, the right number, one too many, depending on, on how other clubs go. Mm. Uh, and therefore the line may be you know, exactly on the Tamar, or it might be slightly to one side or the other. And, and you know, doubles aren't the only one, I'm just using them as an example. Yeah. Let's hope the, the council realise how crucial their... Uh, their well, uh, to be fair, the, I think the, the clubs, the switched on clubs knew that March 31st was the deadline. They knew that planning, you know, under, I believe, you know, under sort of local planning law, you, you, you have to, there's a sort of certain period where you have to allow them to make a decision. But as long as you've applied early enough, that decision will be before. And as I know, I think Brixham is the 26th of March with, with South Ham's council and Dobbles is the 27th of March with Cornwall Council um, and if they say if they leave it right to the minute last minute then you know th those decisions could, could have a huge bear well not a huge yeah that little bearing between you know is it all Devon and all Cornwall or is there something need to shuffle across um, you know is, is it bang on 220s is it uh, 219s in a worst case scenario again you know say, until you've got those answers you, you can't absolutely going to be busy aren't you come the well end of march early april well, yeah you have to you know you'll be earning your your crust oh, earning the magnificent <laughs> sum that i i apparently get paid yes yes, uh, yes. Right. Well, that's, a, that's a topic for another day yeah that's right um right saturday where are we off to then this coming saturday? right well i'm worried about the weather forecast for friday but uh, assuming everything's all well and good, my plan A is the Walter C. Parson Cup quarterfinal between Elbert and Villa and Mausel. Like yeah. yeah, that's that's plan A. Um, obviously, if the weather intervenes, then uh, we'll wait and see what, what else is on. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, have a good day Saturday, wherever you end up watching, yep. and uh, we'll speak again seven days' time. Lovely. Thank you very much, Dave. Your Cornish Podcast.
Well, thanks to Phil there for um, bringing us up to date more with the restructuring progress uh, than anything. Plymouth Argyle dropping out the step six level, Rappo, uh, and, and coming back to Plymouth to play. Uh, that was in one way good that I think they should be playing in Plymouth, but um, obviously, you know, they've had their little spell in step six and now they're dropping out again, like they've done in the past before with the Southwestern League and, and such like. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise, Dave, you know. Although, you know, I'll be surprised, you know, with our guard, I don't know, mate, really. You, you think they'd want their reserves to be playing a sort of higher standard as, as possible, mate, wouldn't you, to keep them sort of match fit in a in a good level of football? Yeah, I was um, a bit surprised because, you know, like you said, the, 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 the class uh, is going to be dropping down a, a level, so um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. One man, yeah. one man uh, who wants to be in the Peninsula League next season is Matt Hayden and St Blasey. Was their win last week against Morjohns the turning point for their season? Well, um, I was, when I spoke to Gareth, um, Gareth at St Austell Voice um, Saturday after the game, I said the same. I'm going to say to you as well. Um, it's me, my personal first win at St Blasey, which is obviously massive. It's the club's first win since the first game of the season, which is even bigger. Um, to say we're turning a corner or we're at a turning point now is, for me, too far ahead to look into. Um, winning at home against a team who's 10 games unbeaten, let's not forget that, um, is obviously a massive result for me, the Glads, and everyone at the club. But to get completely round this corner... We've got to keep working. We've got to keep winning. Um, we've got to keep the confidence high. Um, so we're definitely start, we're, we've definitely turned. We've turned a little bit. We are on our way, I would say. Um, I can already see from the number, from when I took over, I was getting five, five or six people at training. Um, now we're getting... 14, 15 every week and we train twice a week as well just to make just to put the extra work in to make sure the job gets done mm-hmm. twice a week so uh, I mean that's that's more than a lot of clubs would do I, I imagine yeah well we get we do a session with a PT so we're doing strength and conditioning work and we're also doing our normal footballing stuff that we do as well so to carry on with the the uh transition as such I mean is it just purely down to hard work uh, are you happy with the players you've got but it's just you know you've got to put it in in the training you've got to put in the, the sessions for the set pieces and things like that is it just yeah, down it's to been, pure hard work it's been it's been difficult since uh, Stu left um, the, the club was in a bit of a, it was in a mess um, there was no structure there was no stability uh, with the players um, a few players left, so it, I had to bring in a few like faces, like there and then kind of thing. So um, the faces are the faces I brought in done an absolutely amazing job. A few players left again since then, and there's players that are still here. But now I brought in Sean, uh, give me a hand, and uh, he's brought in a couple of lads. Between us, we've brought in more lads. Um, we are we are happy with our squad definitely. Since bringing back Oxley Ryan Oxley from Bodmin, come back score goals. 
bringing Callum back, which was a massive signing. Callum McGee from Bodmin also. He's he's been outstanding. Um, Steve Rogers from Tor Point's been an absolute massive signing for us. Um, we struggled a little bit with goalkeepers. No disrespect to the other lads we had. They come in, they've done a job. Um, but like any manager, they've got a job to do. They've got to get they've got to get results. So if a really good player becomes available, then you got to you got to bite your hand off at them. So like we brought in Brody, he's been quality since he's come in. Um, so yeah, the Jordan Hogan's come back as well from Launceston. So the, every so often we're just filling in spaces that we needed to fill in. So I was me personally, I'd say I'm very happy with my squad. If better players become available and they want to come and sign, then that's, we'll take that take that as it comes. But definitely at, at this moment in time, I'm very happy with the squad we've got. We just got to continue to work hard and have the desire and the heart to get what we want out the remainder of the season. Mm. Uh, as manager of St. Blasey, are you aware that obviously it's got a the club's got a tremendous history of success, uh, even more so recent success. Does that put any pressure on you personally? Uh, I wouldn't say so. No, I don't. I, I don't want to become across. I don't want to come across. Um, I don't want it to come across the wrong way. I'm not. Don't feel the pressure of the history. I know the job that's got to be done. Mm. But if anything, that pushes me on to want to work harder to do it. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not one to buckle under pressure. Um, if any, like I said, if anything, it. it makes me thrive even more, makes me want to work even harder to get the job done. Um, I know where the club's been in the past and I know where the club should be. And me, Sean and the lads are going to work, work right till the end to make sure the club gets back to where it should be. Because it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be where it is. It should have, everyone knows that. Mm. So people that are coming in, that's the first thing we tell them as soon as they come in, you've got to work hard. The club's got to be back to where it should be, and higher. We're aiming to go even higher once we get the ball rolling. It's definitely in the, in the in going in the right way. Okay. Slowly but surely getting there. Okay. Well, if we look at Saturday, you got St Dennis uh, in the Charity Cup. Now you beat Penryn in the first round. You win this one, and you're into the semis. So that keeps the season going a bit uh, a bit longer as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Every club wants to have a successful season and a and a cup run. Um, we haven't had a successful season up to now. Um, there's no denying that. Everyone knows that. Um, can we still get promotion? Yes. Are we still in a cup run? Yes. So that's what I mean. We keep this momentum, keep the hard work going. Potentially, we could have a good cup run and we could get promotion. So personally, that's not a bad season, bearing in mind where the club was at halfway through the season. You mentioned promotion. I assume you mean that the, you know, instead of being in step seven next season, you're aiming to be in the Southwest Peninsula League set up. Yes, definitely. Can you do that? Um, mathematically, yes, we can. Is it going to be a hard job? Definitely. Um, we've got, a, we've basically got a win of our games. Um, to do it um, we have got teams around us um, that we need to play and beat um, who are also going for the, the step six as well um, so if we keep winning our games 
and we beat the teams around us as well, like we did Marjon's team around us beat them. So it's definitely achievable, yeah. But like I said, you know, we've just got to keep the hard work going and keep bringing in, in the results. OK. And and final question, Matt. I, I know a few weeks ago there was uh, some news coming out in the club about you being, or the club being uh, sort of affiliated to a scout that was going to be attached to it and to find new talent and whatever. Is that still happening? Or what's the news? What's the latest on that? We've got, the, the, we have got the scout um, attached to us. He has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, um, whether it's looking at players. Um, he's also been getting, um, trying to organise pre-season friendlies with um professional clubs he's been doing uh, reports on teams to help us out on match days no spying i hope uh, at the training sessions <laughs> no nothing <laughs> nothing like uh, the leads of night in the manager no but um no he's, he's he's been doing a phenomenal job we've brought in a um, an agent as well who's working closely with our scout as well so any lads that feel like they want to push themselves higher possibly isn't ideally for us but the project is to bring in the best youth around Cornwall or as best as we can get through Blazy with the opportunity with the agent and our scout as well to get them high, to get them catapulted into the professional scene because we know it's difficult down in the southwest to get um, a proper chance obviously you've got the likes of um, Isaac Vassell went on, Cody Cook, um, other lads that are probably on the fringes of it. But um, that's what we're aiming to do. And it's it, it, our scout is, has helped us massively. It's helped us massively. He's always on co- in contact with us. So, yeah, it, we're getting out of it exactly uh, what we wanted and, and more, really. So is he actually based in Cornwall locally? Or? Yeah, he, he is. He does actually live in Cornwall. He... Right. he um, he has had, he has been at professional clubs. Um, he does do freelance work for professional clubs as well. So he is still involved in the pro scene, but he is highly involved. St. Blasey, and he's he puts his all into the club definitely. Okay, well we'll uh, keep looking at that as well, and uh, be interested to see how that progresses. So all the best anyway, Saturday, um, Matt, and uh, obviously for the rest of the season and. Uh, It'd be good to see St. Blasey in that Peninsula League. So uh, I was glad to hear your ambition on that. Yeah, that's definitely what I do. I just want to say one last thing. I want to say a massive thank you to Paul Bowden mm. and his and his little team for everything he does at the club, the pitch. Um, without him, um, the games and the, the step six, um, everything wouldn't be possible. So I just want to say a massive thank you to him. Of course. And, and any thoughts on the box nets? Absolutely outstanding. They look incredible. <laughs> they look they look really good. They've done an amazing job with that. Okay, well, let's hope you get the ball in the back of the net on a regular basis so they're used a bit. Okay. Yeah, spot on. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, Dave. Thank you. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yeah, there's Matt sounding uh, uppish for the... Uh, for the club and, and to get back into that step six uh, level next season. And, and good to hear that he was appreciative of the box next, wasn't it? Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew, knew they would be mate. Any, any player and manager will, will love that little, uh, <laughs> love that little, um, 
touch, mate, to their ground, wouldn't they? But but now, like I say, though, Dave, yeah, Matt sounds really ambitious, doesn't he, with, well, scouts and well, agents, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, had you seen about this scout um, set up there before listening to Matt or not? No, mate, first, first I heard of it. Uh, I, I picked up on it a couple of weeks ago and um, got in touch with Matt then. And uh, also yeah. good to hear he had a few words for the the ground staff there at Blaze Park. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Nice, nice to you know, nice for Paul and his team, and that to be appreciated. I, I would have thought he would, you know, he would enjoy Matt's uh, words there, mate. Yeah, it's nice, you know, all the hours, countless hours he puts in, you know, sort of on a voluntary basis, isn't it, mate? I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, like. Lee was talking about Mark Lee and Bay as well, mate. Only I mean yeah. Mark's fantastic as well, mate. You, you know, Paul and Mark and everyone like that. You just take your hat off to them, Dave. Don't you? Massive pat on the back. It, it's what keeps football going, Dave, isn't it? Cornish well, Cornish football. Yeah, and, uh, and you, you say that. Um, I was at the the Truro game on Tuesday, and after the game, the the pitch was looking a bit uh, sad for itself, and. One of the groundsmen was there looking at it, and I think he was wondering whether to bother anymore or not because it's such a sad sight. But without these guys, I mean, he was, uh, I don't know, 70 or something like that. The, the, the guy that was with him who helps him, 73. Brilliant. You know, without these sort of people, football wouldn't be where it is today, would it? Local football. Nah, without a doubt, baby. I mean, it. These are the people, the art blood of the clubs, and it that that keep you know keeps the clubs going, like like Kevin at Wendron, you know, bless him, and Peter Thorne, you know, you could think of so many around the various clubs, they couldn't you that do, but but no, brilliant, it, good good from St Blaise's point of view, they they're a they're a sleeping giant, aren't they? So it you know, good for them that they they got ambitions and seen the club hopefully go back in the right direction. Yeah, uh, and uh, whilst we're mentioning names, must also mention um, condolences to Terry Williams' family. Uh, he's been a stalwart of the Cornwall FA set up for, well, many, many years. Um, he passed away earlier in the week, so um, condolences yeah. to his family and friends as well. So you're away this weekend, so no game for you. Well, no no Cornish game for you. No, nothing local this weekend. Dave. I've, I've been invited to Bristol Rovers v Shrewsbury, mate, by uh, well, Rachel's friends Ian and Daddy, mate. So Ian goes there right. a lot of the home games, mate. So I think they're both in the bottom five, Dave. So should be a good old scrap for some points, mate. Where do Bristol Rovers play these days? They're not still at that. Um, was it a rugby yeah. pitch they were at? Yeah, still at the rugby ground, Dave. Yeah, m- memorial ground, isn't it? They share. Right. With um, yeah. Well, actually, I think Bristol Rugby play at Ash- Ashton, Ashton Gate, Gate now. No, yeah, that's right, because yeah. they played extra the other day. So, uh... Yeah, I think there's been a lot of... I mean, I've got to be honest, Dave, I'm a better whisper. Like, I'm, I'm more of a city <laughs> man myself. <laughs> but um, it's a game of football, Dave, isn't it? But yeah. but, yeah, I like to see all the South West clubs do well, really, mate. But, um, only, only time yeah. I've been to Ashton Gate was when uh, Tottenham played there. I think the ground's changed a bit <laughs> since then, though, isn't it? It's looking lovely these days, isn't it? Yeah. So have a good weekend. Just before you go, how many grounds did you get to see in Prague? Oh, yeah, I got to six in the end, Dave. <laughs> got six new states. Went to all the big ones, mate. You know, Sparta, Prague, Slavia, Prague, Dukla, Prague. And then a couple of lesser-known sort of Bohemians and Victoria Ziskov, mate. 
red bottom of the Czech second division. But do you remember Karol Pabulski, mate? He used to play for yeah. United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he started his career there. All right. So um, it was nice to walk in the foot of snow across the pitch <laughs> where he started his career, mate. But I went to this stadium, mate, um, Strahov Stadium, it's called. It was the fourth largest stadium ever built. It was ridiculous. It's used as um, Exporter Prague use it now, mate, for all their youth teams and under track. But they, they had six pitches in it, mate. Six do you pitches. Ever, do you ever get any strange looks from the uh, the people at the grounds when you turn up? Yeah, set loads, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that was a bit of a mixed... Um, like the, the chap at Duke the Prague, mate, he was delighted that someone from England was actually interested in, in his club, mate, and he offered us some free tickets for Friday night. They got a game tonight, mate, so right. he said, oh, come on, what? mind you, there's only six quid a ticket over there, Dave, for the top flight. Yeah, well, so for anyone and everyone watching football this uh, this weekend, let's uh, enjoy it. Let's hope the weather is fine. Um, I'm still debating where to go, to be honest. Um, the obvious one for me would be Soldash against Bobman in the Senior Cup, the but it was called off last Saturday, so it must be doubtful for this week as well, I would have thought. Yeah, I hope the weather improves down there, Dave, and you get a few games, mate. But, OK, um, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Cheers, Dave. All the best, mate. Your Cornish, Cornish Soccer, Soccer. 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 Soccer.